This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, the summer split of the 2017 League of Legends season is upon us. And with it comes the return of Fiesta Watch. I am your host, Noah Walter, and also your host from the opposite corner of the world, aka in the other side of this Discord room, is Wyatt Lyles. Wyatt, what's up? I am doing pretty good. We've got a lot of uh, pretty interesting things to talk about today. Pretty? Um, I'm, it's a little... I'm a little... Pretty lightly. A little inside baseball. We were originally not, we were planning on not recording an episode because a we would only if we had done it on Tuesday we would only had like two sets to talk about. Yeah, and and there is no news at the beginning of this week, so we're like, yeah, yeah let's just wait. Zero news, so we're like, yeah, we're fine. And then literally a shitstorm of news has hit the League of Legends world, and 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 we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we suddenly had a full docket ahead of us. Where do you want to begin today, Wyatt? Uh, I guess let's look at the most fresh news that we have. So both of us woke up this morning. The most to... fresh and dank news <laughs> that anybody has received in the last week regarding League of Legends. Basically, yeah. So, I mean, our Skype chat was blowing up this morning with news of this ridiculous Echo Fox Challenger team lineup that reports are still out as to whether or not this is real. You know, we think it's real, but we have some people saying that it's not real. And if it's not, that would be a ridiculous troll by Echo Fox, so I'm not really sure what's going on, but no, let's run down. Who do we have on this ridiculous team? You've got Dyrus, aka I just want to play League of Legends. You've got Voiboy, the kid. You've got Shifter. Yeah. You've got I'm a cutie pie. The best, the best there was, the best there is, and the best that ever will be at the eight and carry role for a North American who's not named like double lift or whatever. And then you got Scara, and apparently Mark Z is coaching this. Like, what the hell? Why? What happened? What's happening? Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, they say that you know they're putting this together because they want to have more fun than like any pro team. But this just seems like such a, a hodgepodge 
mix of people. Like, is it April 1st? Is it is today April 1st? I, honestly, that's what I thought. I was like, wait, what's today? I was like, I know we're close to the first of a month, but I'm pretty sure we're not in April. Like, something's happening. I just don't know what. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, this is very interesting. So, I mean, you've got to give them a really good shot to... Do what? Be washed up? Like, don't get me wrong. NA Challenger is still retirement home USA. Like, <laughs> but you got, like, Dandy in there. You have a world champion. You have a man who has a skin in the game. You have Mad Life. And, like, you're throwing two ex-North American pros who didn't accomplish much in their international career in off-rolls after they retire. <laughs> like, just think about that. Think about think about the matchups, right? Whoever, I think Scar, Scar is probably off-rolling to support, right? Probably, yeah. We've got Scara versus Madlife. That's a lane. Scara Cutie versus Madlife, whoever GCU's AD Carry is. Who's their AD Carry? I'm looking him up right now. I have no idea. It's Rikara, who's another Korean. So you have two Koreans versus... Uh... <laughs> versus a streamer and a former coach slash analyst slash guy who shows up on NALCS streams every now and then. Yes. Coached by Mark Z, who, like, does 10 shows. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, oh, boy. Right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, there, I don't really even know completely what to say about it, because it's just, it doesn't seem real. I mean, I think that was everybody's first reaction. It's like, no. Like, we're like, hold on, somebody's trolling us. Like, Ashton Kutcher, where are you? Like, we have to be getting punked right now. But, uh-huh. We still might be getting fun. I mean, who knows? Um, right, we've heard rumblings. Uh, if you guys want a more in-depth look from some of from myself and some of the other members of the RotoWire staff, <laughs> uh, we have written. We we managed to scrape together a conversation that we recorded and put on the RotoWire esports website. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, link will not be in the description below. We're lazy. Moving on. Um, franchising. <laughs> Uh, there are a lot of memes this week, but like this is actually huge in terms of in terms of long like so we have to rein it back in from like meme land to to the North American esports dreamland now. What 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 is your reaction to the uh, to what Riot Games have recently put out in terms of information on franchising? I mean, I think it's been a long time coming because this is something that it's been rumored for a while, and people have kind of been hoping for something like this to happen just because. Uh, the whole relegation system is kind of outdated in terms of uh, just greater esports play. So it kind of was long time coming. It's going to give a lot of stability. You know, there's going to be revenue sharing. You're going to have, you know, solidified teams. You're going to have like guaranteed actual... salary. Yeah, guaranteed salary. We... Park on that. Park on that. Hakuho is going to get 75,000K or whatever number it is. Yeah. Hakuho. Each person. That's the Hakuho. Yeah. Not trying to, you know, down talk Hakuho, but like, but that I mean that's huge. Like, I mean that's a big salary. That's for, salary, yeah. I mean that that's big. So you know that's that's going to be really big. It's going to give a good incentive for investors. So I think you're going to see the landscape of the league kind of open up because these teams are going to actually be able to say go to investors and be like, hey, we have this solidified spot in the. NALCS, give us money, give us sponsorships, you know, we can make some things happen. So 
it's going to be a, a wild ride, I think. I think the franchising is obviously cool for it in terms of like the future of the growth of the scene on the, on the professional level. But I am kind of concerned for what this means for the challenger scene. NA doesn't really have a huge player base to begin with, right? So Yeah, no, 100%. So when you get to the point where the same teams are getting locked up and the 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 farm teams, the farmer teams, like the AAA teams, they, they're, there's a finite amount of talent in the North American pool. And, and importing is kind of like a... It's solving the wrong problem, I guess, of not mm-hmm. necessarily developing a strong player base within your own region. But, you know, the, there are, every team has two input slots, uh, slots for a reason. Hopefully yeah, things what? work out. And I think with having these actual, you know, academy teams instead of kind of being just the, like, challenger team, each team having basically, like, a farm league, I think you'll see the team try to bring in new talent. You know, it might be a couple of years before somebody is good enough to get into the LCS on the main team, but you're at least going to see, I think, new people come into the scene. So we might, you know, find the next, you know, Haunter or something like that through these farm leagues. I mean, I don't know how many Hansers there are in North America right now, but like maybe there's one if he decided to show up at MSI. But regardless, I think it's time to move on. But yeah, so franchising, big deal. Should be good for the LCS as a whole. Um, we'll have a lot more to come as the whole application process goes through because it's going to be a long time coming, but very exciting. Very exciting. Almost as exciting as... Long Zoo. Boy, that's a sentence I thought I would never say. But here we are. Long Zoo is the number one team currently in the LCK. We're going to shift over to Korea for a little bit. Long Zoo with a 2-0 and zero record. White, talk to me a little bit about, about Long Zoo, because I know you've, uh, you have you watched their first series. Uh, is this team legit? What's going on here? I think so. I mean, if you look at the way they took down KT Ralser, um, granted, KT isn't the most consistent team in the LCK at times. You know, we've seen them play very well, but then kind of shrink in some of the bigger moments. Um, but, you know, I don't know if it was jitters uh, of being at, you know, their first game back in this in this uh, LCK and everything. But Longju, I mean, they won pretty dominantly. It wasn't as if they kind of just squeaked by with, you know, a really close 2-1 victory. But, I mean, they took down KT 2-0. In pretty convincing fashion. KT is still a good team. I mean, whether or not, you know, they kind of slipped up a little bit, they're still a really good team. So the 2-1 against BBQ, that's a little more suspect just because, you know, BBQ isn't exactly the best team in the world. So getting a 2-1 there isn't the greatest. But, I mean, I, I would have to lean towards Longju being in pretty good shape to, to make a strong run here. Right. Uh, especially when we look at the the non SKT spots in the top of the LCK, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Like KT, Samsung, they they were the other two teams in the league last split, and now we have a, thir- a, a third team to kind of mix it up. Meaning a team that is pretty good won't make it a word world, which I think is great. I love it when there's the, there's such competitiveness within one region, mm-hmm. and we're seeing a lot of new Korean talent, like. Kuz, their jungler, this guy's insane. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, he's very good. He makes everybody look bad. And he can play a lot of stuff. Um, the, the, the meta in the jungle might be shifting towards something that 
uh, favors people who with uh, a lot of flexibility. I really like what I'm seeing out of Kuz. I really, I have to say it right now. Before everybody else like gets on the hype train, and if and if the hype train crashes, then like whatever. I guess I burn with it. But <laughs> from what I've seen, Kuz is a very intelligent player. He's very young. He's also mechanically extremely talented. And Longju is good around, uh, is good at playing around Kuz and their mid laner VDD. So I'm excited yeah, to see I what mean, they can do. Even even Khan in the top lane. I mean, he started off, yeah. you know, with with two Jarvan four games and completely dominated. And against KT Rolster. Well, so didn't he, didn't he take it into Gragas both times? Uh, it was, I think so, yeah. Because like I know that matchup's like really uh, J four sided. Yeah, or actually no, I think uh, I think Smet took Galio in game two. Huh. Um, but I mean, the fact that he still played pretty well, um, you know, that's a really good team, and it's a team that I don't think anybody really had their eyes on going into this split. I know I didn't. I didn't think that. Yeah, everybody, everybody slept on them, including me. Anyway. Yeah, so, but we're now woke, as the, the young kids say. We are woke. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'm not, I'm, I'm not up to date with all that. I'm, I'm very far behind. I'm, I'm an old, in terms of internet age, I'm a very old man. But we're going to move right <laughs> along into shocking news. SK Telecom lost. Ah! Well, I mean, I guess their season's over, right? If they lose one yeah. game, they lost the entire split. So League of Legends is over. We're redoing it. It's done. It's done. Um, yeah, SKT lost 2-0 to zero to Samsung, a team I very much like. They looked very good in their win, although there are a list of acceptable excuses for SKT here. Jet lag, readjusting from Brazil. They, yeah. They had, like, no, they had, they had, like, a week off. Yeah, so, I mean, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty rusty, but, I mean, Brazil, like, the finals were, what, on the, like, 21st of May? So they had a full 10 days. I mean, that's thinking that they left right after MSI. So, you know, they might still be a little bit jet-lagged, but I don't know, man. I don't know if those are excuses that I would, I would, I'd be willing to accept. Wait, so, you, so you're totally fine with the team only having a week to prepare and adjust to the new patch? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But they're SKT. They're supposed to be the best team in the world. They shouldn't need that long to prepare. Hmm. They should just be able to jump right in. SKT? I mean, you know I'm an SKT fanboy, too. I will, you know, I always hype them up to the most. But even I was a little bit uh, yeah. a little bit concerned. A little bit concerned. Yeah, they didn't really show a lot. But, like, honestly, they just got, like, obliterated everywhere. So. The, yeah. the games I mean, themselves, they weren't even interesting. It was just like, okay, Samsung, that was a good rotation. Okay, that was a good call. Okay, good rotation. Okay, good pick. Okay, the game ended. And then, like, you did, then, then that happened one more time, and the series ended 2-0. Yeah, I mean, that, that that was basically it. There wasn't a whole lot to say. So, I mean, you, you probably, you can chalk it up to, you know, just kind of first game slip-ups and everything, but, you know, they're going to, let's see, who do they play on Sunday? SK, playing SKT? BBQ. Yeah, uh, they're playing BBQ, so they should be able to, to bounce back with a good win against... Um, the BBQ all. Hey, so. BBQ looked competitive against Longju. That's true. And if Longju is is the new SKT, as you know, we're going to crown them on this podcast. Then what the hell? You're <laughs> crowning them. You're crowning them. I'm trying to make it interesting. Worldwide yeah, Esports podcast says that Longju is new SKT. Why wouldn't they be? <clears throat> I'm. Are you dying again? 
No, I'm really sad though because I ha- I I did the recap for Samsung versus SKT, and I put uh, in the in the closing section. SK Telecom will try to forget a poor start with a with a with a big dose of fried chicken when it meets the BBQ Oliver's at whatever time, right? And they took out the a poor start with fried chicken. It, oh. and I was like, come on! It was like the thing I was most proud of. <laughs> uh, so close, so close. Unlucky. But we're gonna move along from the SKT uh, pity party to the EU LCS. Now the NALCS has not started. We are recording this on Friday. It is 3.43 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, in a couple of short hours, NALCS will officially begin. Until then, let's talk about Europe. First and foremost, day one. Um, who were the winners from that? It was Fnatic? Uh, and... Yeah, Fnatic and H2K. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Oh, yeah, Fnatic yeah, and H2K. Yeah, definitely Fnatic because they delivered the, the, the bot whipping of a lifetime. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Go watch that game, too. That was very entertaining. It was just, like, everything that could go wrong did go wrong for uh, Misfits. For, for Misfits, yeah. I, I, like, I like Misfits, too. You know, I've talked about them in the past on the podcast, and mm-hmm. I was I really liked how they played last split. But, uh, yeah, this, this, this series against Fnatic, it was really bad. You know, it was the first series, so not super worried yet, but it still was rough to watch, to say the least. Wait, back up. You are worried that SKT lost its first series to Samsung, but you're not worried that Misfits got blown out of the water after making a roster change to one of their crucial carry roles. Response. Uh, can I just plead the fifth? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I'm concerned about uh, Misfits. I think Kakao... Was a really strong part of that, te- of a really big part of why that team made its playoffs and had such a dominant mm-hmm. run. That said, it's week one, so I can't start ra- uh, raising the red flag now. But I've got my eyes on Misfits. They need to, they need to show something because yeah. they looked like they did absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, it was bad. I mean, it, it was you know from top to bottom, no lane played very well. They got outplayed in every aspect. Well, of Power of Evil did pretty well. Um, yeah, Power of Evil played really well. But ultimately, I don't think he could have carried those games because all of the carry rules for um, Fnatic were, were ahead. And Reckless was just a monster. Yeah, so I mean, it was... Like you said, it was the first game, first series of the, of the split. And Misfits have been off for quite a while. Um, so, you know, I think there's been a lot of people trying to adjust to the new patch and everything. But it certainly was... A bit concerning, but we'll see how they they can bounce back later on in the week. They play again this week, right? Um, maybe, maybe not. Oh no, they don't play this week. They only play once. Yeah, it's impossible. Oh, I, Misfit, say, I say it's Misfit impossible. fans will have to wait until next week to see their team bounce back. I wrote that, didn't I? That one, yeah. I'm lucky. I don't even remember the games. I don't remember the games I watched. <laughs> EU. Okay. Really quick aside. The reason why we always complain about EU is because Wyatt and I work really long shifts involving Eastern and then into Eastern League of Legends into Western Morning League of Legends, which is Europe. So we go from SKT and Longju and and, and Samsung in the LCK, and then in in China you've got like Team WE, Team RNG. 
uh, or not team RNG, just RNG, and then it's like Rocket, and well, that yeah, jet jump not... is like so frustrating. Yeah, it's yeah, it's and I mean, not are we like running on not very or very little sleep, and then you have the fact that you know with LPL it's exciting, there's a lot of team fights, and then with LCK you know you got very mechanical like solid play, and then EU it's you know in one of the I forget which game it was, but there are multiple games where 20 minutes go by and there's like five kills total. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, what? what that's what all I Yeah. It's like, hmm. That's when you fire up, that's when you fire up Solitaire and the other monitor and you just like take a nap. <laughs> a mental nap. No, no. Please don't, like, if we ever fall asleep at work, it's like the most alarming situation. It, if you want personal, if you want personal anecdotes, uh, tweet at us. On Twitter, we'll give you the our handles later in the show. But it's literally the worst. We need to move on today. G two. They won with three subs against um, who they beat? <coughs> Rocket. Uh, Rocket. Rocket. Yeah. It's always Rocket. It's always Rocket. Yeah, they're involved in the weird games in the in the EU always. They're the CLG of uh, of. Hey of, hey uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> Watch yourself, sir. Oh boy, somebody is a reaction out of me. There we go. We're getting um, wired, fired up here. (laughs) Uh, Talk to me about G2's win today. Is it something that is even worth talking about? I think it's just worth. The only thing worth mentioning is the fact that they were able to actually win with subs. So I mean that. I mean, granted, yeah, it was against Rocket, and they're not exactly the best team in the world. But the fact that G2 can put out what was it three subs and still win a game it took three games but they still won so i you know cheese like yeah the c2 team like they're just they're too good i mean in this region at least that doesn't count though because like 60 percent of that team wasn't g2 that's sure that's sure um ultimately i think rocket should just be sad yeah, I mean, this was their chance to, to open the split with a with a good win against a, you know the defending had, champions. They had such and they a, couldn't do it. They had such a good game one, right? The, the, yeah. the Zyra recall and the bird people bot lane just absolutely destroyed everything. But then like series went on and it's just like G two remembered how to play the game and Rocket or Rocket forgot. Yeah, I mean, it it, it was more like I mean, it was a combination of both. But I mean, Rocket, you know, they tried to get fancy going with Lucian in the mid lane. And, you know, it just sort of snowballed out of control. They were just never able to, to get anything going. And, you know, G2 jumped right back on the wagon. And, yeah, it's going to be it's, it's gonna be rough. If G2 is going to continue to do this again, like, come on. We need other teams. But, but. while G2 played well, there was another team that played earlier today mm-hmm. that looked incredibly strong. Was it by chance? The ridiculous pink people. It was. Let's the ridiculous go. pink people. Who honestly, like hands down, just on the fact of their like, you know, their mascot dude or whatever that runs around, like he is amazing. He literally after their series wins today, he took the logo plaque off the wall, which is, <laughs> you know, like literally it's like three feet long. And he's he a took rock it star. Out. This guy's a rock star. Out there and they like did, put it in the middle of their huddle and they did their hand, you know, they all put their hands in on top of it. It was like, you know, unicorns on three. And then he left it sitting on the chair. I mean, dude, like, 
I, you, you can't you can't be mad at that. Like that's just you know it's like somebody else is gonna pick that up. <laughs> cool guy out. <laughs> but yeah, unicorns of love today. They won. Uh, they beat Vitality, who's mm-hmm. who just picked up Yamato Cannon in the off season. Obviously, Yamato Cannon has uh, a track record of like not proven success, but he did lead Splice to Worlds last year. So yeah, I mean he, he's he's a pretty good. You know he's pretty good. Um, he tried. You know they went for a couple of strategies that kind of just fell flat on their face. Um, and it, it just looks like the execution of this, uh, the execution and game plan isn't quite there yet. But mm-hmm. I didn't really see anything that made me worried about Vitality, simply because I know, given time, they might get better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it was their um, their team comps were fine. I mean, their strategy was okay. It's just. Unicorn just executed their strategy way better than Vitality did. So it, it wasn't as though Vitality looked, you know, completely hapless and, and broken or anything like that. But Unicorns were just really on top of their game. You know, they've got a lot of people are looking at them to perform really well. So there's a lot of pressure on them. And they're, you know, trying to ride that into a good split. So oh they're just feeling really good right now. Look, Just looking at the European groups, it's just like... Group A, I, I can't tell which which is the group of death. Group A has Fnatic, G two, Rocket, uh, NIP, and Misfits, and then Group B has H two K, Unicorns, Vitality, the Monkeys, and Splice. Like ideally or hypothetically, both of these groups should be really tough. But it, it honestly, to me, just looks like there are two teams that are definitely making it out, and then just like flip a three sided coin. Basically, yeah. I mean, you've got. I think you know Nin or. Uh... G2 is a lock from Group A. Unicorn seem to be a lock from Group B. H2K is probably making it in. I don't see them not doing it. Yeah, so I mean, Unicorn's an H2K from Group B, so then, you know, and probably Vitality. I mean, just based on... We haven't seen Mysterious Monkeys yet because they're so mysterious. Um, so we, we don't really know how they're going to play yet. But, you know, the other teams kind of have a proven track record. And then maybe... I mean, G2 and Fnatic out of group A for sure. And then it's just kind of probably you know, probably misfits. Yeah, probably I mean yeah, I think they're gonna recover. I don't think they're not gonna lose to the of, other two teams in their group. Exactly, yeah. I mean I don't really expect much from Nip and Rocket has shown that they just aren't a very good team, so Oh, oh boy. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, EU. I mean, it's it's maybe we'll see some better play, but I still feel like you know, despite the fact that G two did really well at MSI, um, I'm still just sort of kind of sad for the EU region, just because it's still just even watching their play. Like, it's, I'm not sad you know. for the region. I think because they they did so well at MSI, I'm sad for us because like that's true. It's not pretty League of Legends right now. Yeah, having to watch it definitely. It's very stompy, or it's like a fiesta. But we are Fiesta Watch. That's what we like to see. We like to see the, 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 the dirty and grimy, sweaty games that happen. And speaking of dirty and sweaty and grimy, we're really tired because we just worked out a lot of League of Legends news, Wyatt. So, That's if right. people on Twitter want to find us after we take a shower and get ourselves cleaned up and presentable, where can they find you? They can find me at Wyatt double underscore RW. Please make sure you get the double underscore. And please tweet me. If you want to hear the stories about us falling asleep on the job in the middle of Tonight with LCK, we can tell you all the funny stories. Um, Most of them are only through. funny with hindsight, and all of them at the time are terror, are just pure terror. We can't get into it now. We'll get into it later.
Uh, online if you people want to. I'm at RW underscore Noah Walter. For all of us at Rotowire, thank you very much for tuning in this week. We will be back next week. We don't know what time, we don't know what day, but hopefully we will see you there. Take care.